Welcome to Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. Your host is Sheila Ali. In this program, we'll help you discover your purpose, passion, and power. We'll help you gain confidence, get the most out of life, and become magnetic. It's time to be the person you deserve to be, and the person to help you with that is the next voice you'll hear. Now, here is Sheila Ali. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Magnetize Your Presence, and I'm your host, Sheila Alley. You can reach me by email at radio at SheilaAlley.com, by telephone at 902-578-0509, and on my social media networks. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook, or add me to Google+, and never miss an episode by subscribing to us on iTunes. Wow, I'm so excited. This is my first show, and I am so happy you're here. If you want more joy in your life, if you want to improve your confidence, improve your relationships, or if you just want to feel better, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and relax. In this show, I'm going to tell you first, in this first show, I'm going to tell you my why. Why I'm doing it, my story, and why I do what I do. I'm also going to talk about what to expect in the coming weeks on this show. And I'm going to talk a little bit about magnetism, what magnetism is, and why you would want it. And I'm going to take you through steps of creating magnetism. And then, if you stay with me until the end, and I know you will, I have a gift. A guide to the seven-step magnetic presence formula. Doesn't that sound good? So to get started, I think it would be very helpful if you knew a little bit about me and why I'm passionate about helping people improve their magnetism. And I want to talk a little bit about how beliefs are formed first and how they affect our lives and how that played out for me, because that's kind of part of my story. Where do beliefs come from? Well, they come from our parents, our siblings, our peers, school, environment, and our culture. By the time we're seven, we have most of our beliefs. And beliefs are ideas that we hold as true. In most cases, we really haven't considered if our beliefs are valid, um, if they make sense, if they're true, or where they came from. We just believe them. Some common beliefs that hold people back are, I'm not good enough. And this is definitely not true because if you're alive and breathing, you are good enough. The second belief is, I'm not smart enough. There are nine intelligences, and I don't know if you've ever heard of these, but you're good in at least one, two, maybe more of them. And everybody has a has different strong points and things they're really good at and, and things they might need to work on, but... You're smart enough to do whatever you want. All you need is the desire to do it. And usually, you don't desire things that you couldn't do in the first place. Another belief that holds people back are, I must please people. Now, I think the best thing to do is please yourself. And I don't mean that to please yourself and neglect people, but to please yourself and also keep other people's uh, um Feelings in mind, too. So don't please yourself to hurt someone else, but please yourself first. And one of the big uh, beliefs that hold people back is if you fail, you're a failure. When 
the truth is that people who fail a lot are the people who actually move ahead. If you don't fail, you're not doing anything because failure is just a part of life. So from now on, go out there and fail. Beliefs shape our lives. Some beliefs move us forward. And like I said, I just mentioned some of us, some of them keep us back. And in a later show, I'm going to have a guest on who, and I'll be discussing how to pinpoint those negative beliefs and then how to change them. So let's get on with my story. I've always had a passion for style, clothes, fabric, and design. And when I was really young, my play involved dressing up, playing with styles, and creating outfits. Now, I come from a really small town in Atlantic Canada, so there wasn't a really a lot to do, especially in the 70s. So I spent a lot of time doing that. And my point is to tell you that I always love clothes and being creative and creating. So you can imagine that how I dressed was very important to me. And I wanted to be the one who made the decisions in what I wore. But that wasn't always the case. My mom wanted to dress me in a way that pleased her and set a good impression. Since I was an extension of her, she wanted me to look a certain way. And that wasn't the way I wanted to look. One way she decided to do this was by having me wear a uniform to school. And you might think, well, that's no big deal. Lots of us wore uniforms. Well, not in this case. Wearing a uniform wasn't school policy, and no one else was wearing one, just me, all alone. So that kind of made me stand out. And because I was wearing a uniform, I couldn't play with it like the other kids did, so I couldn't go sliding. I particularly remember wintertime and wanting to slide, and I couldn't do it. And, of course, I wasn't allowed to get dirty. So I was kind of left out of all the fun. And later in middle school, a similar thing happened. I had to wear a dress when everyone else was wearing jeans. Well, thank God it wasn't a uniform, but it was a dress. So how this shaped my beliefs was, because this was an experience I had, it was okay to stand out because this made me stand out and that really really nobody cared. And the kids kind of knew it was my mother making me do it anyway, so they didn't really hold it against me. And that I guess that was a good belief in the long run. In my early life, I had some other good beliefs, like I'm, uh, I'm smart. I was told that by my parents and some of the people in my neighborhood. I just picked that idea up. And because of this, I was confident and I easily said whatever I felt and pretty strong for a little girl. But as I got older and started taking on the opinions and beliefs of those around me, remember where they come from, I started to lose that confidence. And I learned that if I wanted to keep the peace, I had to please others. And how many of you were were taught that? Such things like, don't make a fuss, don't ask for what you want, and don't disagree, especially if you're a girl. So this was one of the things that I that I, I started to, to come to be like. So my main mission in life was to keep the peace. So I did what I was told to. And this is kind of like my personality because I really like harmony and peacefulness. Uh, so it really played into it. And life is full of lessons. And this was a lesson I had to learn. 
And that lesson was to speak up and be assertive. So being uh, trying to uh, please others really wasn't working for me. And as I got older, I kept doing it. And uh, I noticed it. But really, really, it um, wasn't working for me. So a few years passed, and I graduated from high school, and um, I left at, at 16. And it was, I was pretty young, and uh, I had to move away to a, a bigger center because there wasn't a post-secondary school where I was. And because I left, and I guess the stress of it and, and uh, leaving home, I gained about 40 pounds. And one of the beliefs I have was that if you're overweight, you're not attractive. Where did that come from? I guess from the media, my environment, magazines, all kinds of places. So I had learned, one of the beliefs was that if you didn't look a certain way, slim, no one would want you. Which, of course, is not true. Um, a few years later, I met a young man who was tuned into my vibration because we all send off energy. He tuned into that vibration of me being a pleaser and he could see that he could control me. So we were the perfect match. He wanted to control me and I was used to being a people pleaser. So we got married. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> so as you might guess, this didn't get any better. It kind of escalated. And in our 11 years together, uh, he was very critical in many areas about how I looked and the kind of person I was. And I think because of the very, very early programming, I didn't really believe all the negative things he said. But instead, what I did was try to prove him, prove to him that he was wrong. So in my attempt to say, well, I'm, uh, I'm too big, I started to get started aerobics. And I threw myself into that, and I became an instructor and became very physically fit. But it didn't prove one thing. Uh, it didn't change anything. He still was the same. So during this time, I met a woman in the beauty business, business and I became a beauty consultant. She could see that things weren't rosy and led me to the book, the Power of Positive Thinking by uh, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And you probably have heard of him. So that was one of the first turning points in my life. And that made a huge difference. And I started to see things differently. So I noticed that we're coming up on a break and in a couple of seconds. So while we're taking that break, just go on over to SheilaAlley.com and check out my blog posts. And we will be back in two minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you ever walk into a room and feel invisible? Do you ever wonder just what it is that some people just seem to have? In today's highly competitive market, you need a magnetic image, or as Sheila Ali calls it, your MI. You can find it at your MI.ca. Don't wait one more moment. Are you ready to rock your image and make it magnetic? 
Are you ready to maximize your image and feel more confident? The next time you walk into that room, be noticed. Find your MI at yourMI.ca. That's yourMI.ca. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Are you happy in your life? Or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. This is Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. To reach Sheila Alley or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at SheilaAlley.com. Now back to Magnetize Your Presence. Hello and welcome back. I'm going to continue on with my story. Uh, and I think I left off about telling you that one of my first turning points was when I got the book, The Power of Positive, Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And after that, I started reading a lot more books on self-help and started everything started to open up for me. I have all these huge ahas and um, it was wonderful. And if it hadn't been for my earlier programming, I would have been, I think I would have been completely pulled in and pulled down like so many people are. However, because I know deep down, uh, I knew something wasn't right. And the validation that I got from the insights in those books that I read was, was just wonderful. So I decided to make a change, which still was me trying to prove something. That change was I decided to go to school and... Of course, I couldn't do that unless unless I left my marriage because I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise. So I did. And I went to school. I got a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Education, and a diploma in counseling and, and, and a few more things. Not all at one time, but I did do it. And then I started learning more about assertiveness. And because I needed, I realized that this was an area that I needed some help. And I always wanted, I was always on a mission to make myself better uh, and better in a way that I was just wanted to be stronger, stronger within. So I started learning about assertiveness and things started changing into my life, changing in my life. I started to challenge my belief system and some of those beliefs that held me back. And as I changed the beliefs, and it wasn't overnight because it is a process, and uh, but things started to change. And the thing is that the things you really need to learn don't come up all at once. But when they do come up, they really come up and, and nag you because you keep seeing the same uh, situation happens over and over and over. And you, when you start to notice it, you can notice, sit, and think, bah, there's something here that I really need to look at and change. 
So things have changed. I still like peace. I love peace and harmony. And now I know how to get it. But I'm not a people pleaser. And because of all of this, I can easily see people who are in that place where I was. because And because I was there and I know how it feels, I really want to help them. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people become magnetic. Life is just so much better when you feel good, when you feel good about who you are. You don't let opinions of others dictate who you should be. You don't care what other people think about you or or what they say. So I'm here to help, and I'm here to help people who want to feel better, uh, those who want to feel better and improve their relationships, those who want to stand out and step into the spotlight. So I'm passionate and enthusiastic about helping you no matter where you are on that continuum. So what does being magnetic mean? And why would you want it? And who is it for? So when you're a magnetic person, this is from you on the inside. When you're magnetic, you feel good about who you are and no one can shake that groundedness because you feel good. No one can make you feel bad because you know who you are and you believe in yourself. You have high self-esteem and you feel confident. You're confident in what you do and it shows in your posture and your energy and it's unshakable. And you remember earlier I mentioned about my energy being of someone who you could take advantage of? Well, when you're confident, that energy is totally different. It doesn't mean that you're never wrong. It means you believe in you. And it believes, it also means that you're not afraid to make mistakes. Mistakes just take you forward, like I said before. You don't second guess your actions. You see your own value and you don't compare yourself to others. Because comparing yourself to others is one of the things that can really drag you down. There's always somebody who is further ahead of you or someone who's behind you. It's not bad or good, it just is. And you're on your own path. So when I learned that too, it was very helpful for me. Another thing about when you're a magnetic person, you let yourself be seen. You don't mind standing out and you follow your passion. You feel peaceful and you feel joyful. So how does magnetism show up for a person when you see a person who's magnetic? But when you've come to come in contact with a person who, who's magnetic, they have that energy uh, that people want to be in their presence. They have an air of trustworthiness and they command respect. They're likable and they people just want to be around them. And it's and the reason is is because being around a person who is magnetic and charismatic makes you feel good because they have a way of doing that. And the thing is, you can learn it. People are not just born with it. So who who would this be for? It's for you if you're a business person wanting to get more clients or investors. Uh, If you're new to the dating scene and you want to make a great impression. If you want to move up in your career. If you want to change careers. If you're a college professor wanting to get through to your students, if you're running for counsel, if you have a high-profile job, if you're a speaker, or if you just want to feel better 
and you want to feel better and improve your relationships. So being magnetic includes a whole lot of things uh, and it enables you to inspire and influence and who couldn't use that. So now let's talk about having a magnetic presence and how you're going to get it. The first thing to do is to get to know yourself. And you know, most people don't know themselves. They don't even think about it. And when I mean get to know yourself, I'm thinking about take a really good look at who you are, what you like, what you value, and what you believe. And a lot of people think they already know that. But once I go through this, you will probably say, no, I don't know this. I need to know more. The first thing would be, what's your purpose and what are you passionate about? And you know, we hear a lot about purpose and passion. But in this instance, I'm not talking about your life purpose. I'm talking about your purpose as in, how do you set your goals? What do you want? What are your needs and your how do you set your intentions and your goals? Because when you, you can't really set your goals and intentions unless you know who you are, what is meaningful to you. So in finding your purpose, you have to consider your needs. Needs are conditions, things, and feelings that you must have to be minimally satisfied in life. You maybe have heard about Maslow's hierarchy of needs when it's a, it's a pyramid and on the bottom is the psychological needs, food, water, and sleep. And then there's safety and security and family and health. So some of those needs uh, you have to have met before you can go to a higher level. And some of the needs that uh, you might have would be the need for acceptance, accomplishment, love, or to say what's on your mind. Once you find out what you need, and then you can fulfill your needs, then you start looking at what you value. Your values are who you are. This is once your basic needs are met. When your basic needs are met, you'll want to express your values. And some of the values you might have, and some of my values, are beauty, harmony, teaching, creativity, spirituality, and learning, but there are a lot of values. So uh, with my clients, I go through this, uh, this checklist. I help them find what their needs and their values are to help them get closer to finding, getting on track with their purpose and their passion. So values are not needs. If you need something, it's not a value, even though it might appear to be. So, for example, you might value adventure, but you don't need it. Values are what you do or how you express yourself after your needs are met. So when you have know what you value, you can can concentrate on bringing more of it into your life. So what are you passionate about? Many people think of their passion as their dream job and that the, the, both of them are, are linked. Your passion doesn't necessarily have to be your work. What you do for a living uh, doesn't have to be your passion, or sometimes it's not your passion, but you need to have your passion in your life somewhere. It should be some part of your life. It can be in your work, but it doesn't have to be. 
Your passion can be found in the things that really light you up. So I'd like you just to take a moment, take a deep breath, and just think. What do you do in your spare time? And what are you doing when you lose track of time? Questions like these will bring you closer to your passion. And when, you fo- when you're following your passion, you're happier. So what do purpose and passion have to do with magnetism? Well, when you're expressing your purpose and passion, you feel better. And it's the contentment and the feeling better that increases positive energy. And that increases magnetism. So what's the next step in creating magnetism? Being magnetic means you have presence. And a very important element of presence is your appearance. And how you dress, your grooming, it's a very big part of your appearance. It's what people see when they look at you. Now, I've I've spent a lot of time on dressing and how to get how close fit and a lot of my um, work has been in this area so I could go on and on about it but I'll try to not do say too much dressing well is definitely not about wearing the latest fashions when you dress well you know your style and people who know their styles what their style is can dress a lot easier. They save a lot more money. They save time because they're not out chasing the fashion, chasing all that fashion. So to dress well, you need to include all of the elements of style, which would be color, fit, and your personality. The first step is to take into consideration what style or look you want. And you want to have that style or look Be in harmony with who you are, the type of person you are, the type of image you want to project. And that image should be something that's near and dear to you, not an image that you don't feel comfortable with. Um, So what do you feel comfortable wearing? Because comfort is a must. Avoid clothing that's itchy, ill-fitting, or in any way distracting. Though you may not realize it, any physical distraction will use up part of your mental focus and you will appear distracted. And if you appear distracted, you are not going to be magnetic. And just think of yourself in any kind of a situation where you're trying to create a, a positive impression and your clothes are itching and it doesn't fit and you're going to be moving all over the place. That is distracting and it takes away from your image. Another thing to keep in mind is to choose styles that are best on you, best for your body shape. We're all different, so we all come in different style, uh, sizes, uh, shapes, uh, heights. And clothing manufacturers make clothing that fits a certain model type, just to make things easier for them. So that means only 2% of the population can wear off-the-rack clothing and have it fit perfectly, because of course we're not dolls. So most of us, so that means most of us need a tailor to get a perfect fit. And having a perfect fit is what makes your body look symmetrical. And symmetrical is what the eye 
really likes. So now uh, we're up for another break. And just if you haven't done it before, but I'm sure you have, go over to SheilaAlley.com and check out my blog. And I will be back in two minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you ever walk into a room and feel invisible? Do you ever wonder just what it is that some people just seem to have? In today's highly competitive market, you need a magnetic image, or as Sheila Alley calls it, your MI. You can find it at your MI.ca. Don't wait one more moment. Are you ready to rock your image and make it magnetic? Are you ready to maximize your image and feel more confident? The next time you walk into that room, be noticed. Find your MI at your MI.ca. That's your MI.ca. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. To reach Sheila Alley or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at SheilaAlley.com. Now back to Magnetize Your Presence. Hello, and we are back. So just to recap about dressing well, let's go back with uh, choosing styles that suit your body shape. Because we're all different, and um, I know a lot of women who feel bad when they go into a, a store and try on clothes, and it doesn't fit, and they blame it on their bodies. Well, I'm here to assure you, it's not your body, it's the clothes. Doesn't that feel better? And all it takes is a tailor to have that clothes fit perfectly, so uh, it looks good on you. So, I did a lot of work in clothing, I was a, a seamstress. And I learned about line and design. And so I know that clothing, wearing the right shapes, can make you look a different way. It can make you appear different. So eyes are drawn to symmet- uh, symmetrical looks. So when you wear clothes that fit you well, you not only do you look symmetrical, but it also makes it look like your clothes were made for you. And, of course, if you had a tailor uh, uh, work on it, it kind of was. So that, you know, when your clothes fit well, it just, can I'm not saying too much about it. Yeah, probably. Anyway, when your clothes fit well, it's just great. Um, so, and another thing about that is quality. Um, buy clothes that are good quality. So it's better to have good quality clothes that mix and match well than to have a lot that's poor quality because good fabrics 
hang well. And when it hangs well, it makes you look better. So a few more things you want to pay attention to uh, when you're dressing is color. Now, I just love color. And because I know how much color means and everyone is attracted to color but if you've noticed a lot of people wear black and they wear black because it is easy to take care of it's easy to match it doesn't show dirt but it looks kind of drab in my opinion so there are certain colors that will look absolutely fabulous on you and once you find out what those colors are your skin will look clearer your Eyes will look brighter, your uh, hair shines, and you just look healthier. So that is something that you really need to look out for. Who doesn't want to look vibrant? The next thing is to learn how to mix and match. When you know how to mix and match your clothes, dressing gets a lot easier because then you don't buy too much stuff because you know how to mix and match it. And you only buy things that you need. The next thing is to make sure your closet is organized. Uh, I think it was last year I did a a teleclass or a series of teleclasses on closet synergy, which was all about getting your closet organized and decluttering. And it really uh, had to do with the energy that's in your closet and keeping clothes in your closet that don't serve you anymore is sucking up your energy. Just imagine every time you look into your closet and you see something that doesn't fit uh, and you're not wearing it, it kind of makes you feel bad, even if it's a subconscious thing. Or if you look in your closet and you see something that you paid a lot of money for and you're not wearing it, it just you're just reminded all the time. So that's one reason to get clothes out of your closet that you don't use or don't wear. And most of the clothes that I see in closets are not being worn. So get your closet organized, get out things that don't match, put things in there that do, and you'll spend a lot less time shopping. You'll buy only things you love, and you will look better. In a a future program, I'm also going to have uh, one of my friends on who's a fashion feng shui expert. And in this, she talks about how clothes suits different personality types and how you can change your personality and how you want to feel by what you wear. It's very interesting. And when I do colors, I use um, the color feng shui. And I'm always amazed at how colors... The colors that people have, like their eye color, their hair color, and their skin color, always uh, matches with their personality. It's it's amazing. But it, it I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it. Every time I do it, it's like, I can't believe this. The other thing is your grooming. Make sure that your hair, uh, your makeup, and your you take care of your, your uh, personal hygiene. If you're all dressed your hair has to be has to follow suit. Uh, don't have a hairstyle that you have when you're when you're in your teenage years. Make sure that you wear makeup. You don't have to wear a lot of it. Usually, less is better. And if you don't know how to do it and you're scared of it, f- find an expert who can help you. That is the best thing to do. So you need to have the whole package. Another aspect of appearance is how you carry yourself. So maintain good posture. 
And uh, one way to do this is to become physically fit or at least get more fit. And you can do this by just 20 minutes a day. And even uh, something like Pilates would help you with your with your posture because it strengthens your core muscles. And when your muscles and your core muscles are strong, you uh, your posture changes and you become uh, your posture gets better. Also, when you feel better about yourself, your posture just automatically changes. Interesting, isn't it? So the other thing is, it's not too late. If you're thinking, is it too late to be physically fit? No, it's not. I've seen people in their 60s and 70s just take it up and change their bodies over. And to do this too, you'll need to eat well and uh, make sure you put good foods into your body because that is the fuel that it works on and it helps your muscles and it uh, it just helps you feel better all over. So in short, treat yourself well. Have good self-care. And you might be thinking, this is a lot of stuff to do. Well, you've got a long time to do it, so get started. People who are magnetic like themselves. So if you like yourself, you want to take good care of yourself. And of course, you know, anything you really like to take care, you really value, you take care of. So let that thing that you really take care of be you. The stronger the link between how you're dressed, which is your appearance and everything else, and the real you, the more authentic you are. So the idea here is to get your appearance and how you look and how you really feel and that personality you have that you're probably covering up. When you get the two of those in alignment, you're authentic. And authentic, being authentic is really a big part of being magnetic because people know if you're not real. People know if you're putting on and um, magnetic people are the same wherever you see them. They are the same with all people. They don't change. They are themselves at all times. Magnetic people are also influential. And if you went over to see my blog, uh, you would have noticed that I have some uh, blog posts there about influence and image and uh, magnetism and charisma. So magnetic people are influential. They have behavior that creates influence. Behavior is the person you're being. It's the way you interact with people um, and the kind of behavior you have also has effects. First, when I heard about behavior and about the concept of the person you're being, I thought I couldn't really get my head around it. But really what it means is what you do, how you how you interact with people, the things you say. So for example, if you're an, an, an attention seeker, or if you're a go-getter or a wallflower, all of these have behaviors. And of course, they get different results. An attention seeker will get a different result than a wallflower, and a go-getter will get a different result than a, an attention seeker. A magnetic person ha- has behavior that is confident. They like themselves and they like others. So that be- behavior shows up in being kind to others and treating people with respect. And that behavior also gets has effects. 
some of the behaviors that magnetic people have are they're present and in the moment. They pay attention. So when they're with a person, they pay attention to what they're saying. They listen. They don't try to jump ahead and think about what they're going to say themselves. They're listening. They're trying to understand. And they're in a moment. They're not thinking about what they're going to do next week. They're paying attention. They're not looking over that person's shoulder. Have you ever been in a conversation, uh, but you weren't really present? And you you remember that, you know, you weren't really present. Did you Do you think the other person noticed? Well, they probably did. Because even though they might not have known it subconsciously, we instinctively read body language. So the person would have known it subconsciously. And they would have just like had like a gut feeling. They wouldn't have known why. So we might think we can fake being present, but we can't. So the next time you decide to fake being present, don't do it. Think of a time when you were speaking with someone and you felt they weren't really listening to you. Now, sometimes this is easy to notice because that person will look away at other people. They'll nod too frequently or they'll do something that gives them away. So how did you feel when that happened? Maybe annoyed, resentful, didn't like them. Those are not the kind of feelings you want to have, uh, the kind of feelings you want others to get uh, while they're in your presence. You want just the opposite. You want that person to feel they're being listened to and heard. Because those are the kinds of feelings when people feel listened to and heard, that's when they want to be around you. That's what make you makes you magnetic. And being present doesn't depend on how much time you spend with someone, but the quality of that time. So good behavior is also influenced by practicing good communication skills, which I'm going to talk more about when we come back from our break that we're going to take in just a few seconds. So go over to my website again, Sheila Alley. Because I'm sure you didn't see everything. And check out my blog posts about, magnet- about magnetism. And I will be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis is a mix of insights into human behavior about how we shape the culture and the culture that traps us and ideas on how to get out of our own way. Kathy has plenty to talk about from becoming true individuals to growing as a society. And she has some ideas for making business work, how family work, relationships work, and even how to get the kids to literally do more work. How to Make Life Work. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Do you ever walk into a room and feel invisible? Do you ever wonder just what it is that some people just seem to have? In today's highly competitive market, you need a magnetic image, or as Sheila Alley calls it, your MI. You can find it at your MI.ca. Don't wait one more moment. Are you ready to rock your image and make it magnetic? Are you ready to maximize your image and feel more confident? The next time you walk into that room, be noticed. Find your MI 
at yourmi.ca. That's yourmi.ca. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. To reach Sheila Alley or her guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at SheilaAlley.com. Now back to Magnetize Your Presence. Hello, and we are back. And I'm going to talk about practicing good communication skills. Now, some of those skills would be to be open-minded, to listen to the other person's point of view with the intention to understand what they're trying to say and their opinions. You don't have to agree, but when you try to understand, uh, there's more of a chance that you will be in, in harmony with them. Don't jump to conclusions. It's easy to jump to conclusions and think what pers- the person is going to say or what they think. Instead, Get curious and ask questions. Like, what do you, what did you, what ex- can you tell me more about that? That will be a good question to ask. Can you tell me more about that? Then they'll tell you, and the more you hear, uh, it can totally change your whole idea of what the person was going to say. Make eye contact. Good communicators make eye contact. They don't stare and they don't uh, look away, but they, Keep uh, eye contact for a few seconds uh, and then look away. So one idea, that one thing that you can do is just look to see the color of that person's eyes. And when you know the color of their eyes, and then you can probably look away. Just get a, um, a feel for how that goes. Magnetic people have an abundant mindset. So how do you get this? Mindset is a big part of being magnetic and especially in it creates how you feel because how you think has to do with what your actions and how you, what you believe and how you feel. So this is very important to being magnetic. So if you want to be more abundant, start a gratitude journal. So every night before you go to bed, this is how you start it. Get a book, put it next to your bed and your night table, and write in things that you are grateful for, anything at all. It could be material items, it could be experiences, it could be relationships. And when you do this, you start to feel better and because you're remembering all the things that are good. And when you start thinking about things that are good in your life, you just automatically feel better. Choose to see opportunities. Always look for the opportunities in things. and uh, Because the things you look for, you find. You can look for bad or you can look for good. So look for good things. Look for opportunities and ways that things can be made better. Even when things don't go right, look for the opportunity in it. Stay away from negative people. Because especially if you're early on this path of trying to be positive yourself and trying to change the way you think, negative people will really bring you back. So stay away from them. And sometimes they're in your family, so you might, it might be more difficult, 
but you can still lessen the contact. Express appreciation regularly. And this is a lot like the gratitude journal, but this would be doing it um, while you're out and about, while you're just driving or while you're walking the dog. Appreciate things that you see. Appreciate the people in your life. Appreciate what you have and what happens. Just to appreciate a beautiful sunset. Uh, appreciate your warm slippers. Appreciate uh, a nice cup of coffee. Actually think about it when you're and say, I really appreciate this. It just makes you feel better. Think in possibilities because if you want it and you desire it, it's possible. You might have to do some work for it, but it's possible. Give more of what you want. If you want to be more abundant, give more of what you want. So if you want more uh, money, give more money. If you want more love, give more love. If you want more friendship, give more friendship. So whether whatever it is you want, give more of it. Keep company with positive people and be aware of your beliefs. And I'm, I've got a feeling if you haven't done so before, you're going to be really thinking about your beliefs after this show. And then there's self-criticism. Uh, few things impact people's lives and performance more than how they feel about themselves and the things they say about themselves. Just pay attention to the things you say about yourself, even if you don't actually say it out loud. Um, and just think, would I say that to somebody else? Or if somebody said that to me, would I be angry? Probably lots of times you would. So stop criticizing yourself because it affects your body language and it affects how you feel. Instead, feel compassion. So if you make mistakes or you did something wrong, have compassion for yourself. Everybody messes up sometimes. And all this will help your self-esteem too. And your self-esteem is about how you feel about who you are. So the next thing I want to talk about is body language. Now, body language is your facial expressions, your eye contact, your vocal fluctuations, and your posture. And I kind of mentioned it earlier um, when I was talking about uh, about something else. I'm not sure what it was, but I mentioned body language. But when it comes to magnetism, your body language matters far more than your words. Uh, We're hardwired to understand nonverbal cues, and your subconscious picks it up. And we analyze other people's body language on a and we make on a subconscious level, and we make quick decisions, and we get impressions. So, in order to be magnetic, what you say, your words. And your body language must be in alignment. With the right body language, you can be magnetic without saying a word. Isn't that nice? So the thing is, our body language is connected to our thoughts, and it happens in seconds. So we can't control our body language on a conscious level. There are just too many things to do. But we can change it on a subconscious level. So... We're winding down, and I've given you a lot of information here about magnetism and charisma. 
And I'm hoping that you will be able to take all of this information and put it together and start thinking about how much being magnetic would mean to you, how much that would mean in your life. So think about your purpose, your passion, your appearance, your behavior, your body language, your mindset. And one thing I want to say before I go is charisma is a quality that draws people to you and it connects you with people's hearts and it helps them feel welcomed and cherished. Wouldn't that be a nice way uh, to be always So at the beginning of the show, I mentioned to you that I had a free gift for you. To get that free gift, go to uh, my website, Sheila at SheilaAlley.com, and you'll see the seven-step magnetic present formula. It's in a big block there. Just click on that, and you will be able to um, download it. So unfortunately, we are out of time. So thank you so much for joining me today for my very first show. I hope you take my tips and strategies and apply them to your life and business. And again, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. So make sure you join the conversation over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sheila Alley Coaching. And you can also find me on Twitter at Sheila E 2016. I'm your host, Sheila Alley, and you've been listening to Magnetize Your Presence. Tune in next week when we'll be talking to Carrie Avalon, the soul coach, about how to jumpstart your magnetic presence by creating positive change. Thank you for tuning in this week to Magnetize Your Presence, the art of creating charisma. Please join your host, Sheila Alley, and another of her amazing guests next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ready for another magnetic event next week.